0: Hey everybody, welcome to Maximum Libertarian. I am joined again today with Chef Lili. How you doing?
1: Good, how are you?
0: Doing good. So we're on, uh, let's see, September 13th. It's two days since 9-11. 20 years. uh, Yeah, past 17, uh, or past 20 years. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously we didn't do anything. I wasn't going to put up any type of post or... Any anything to that nature, because a lot of times when I, what what's happened with nine eleven, when you start looking back on it, I mean that issue, it it did change some things. I think in the country, and sadly, it it, because of it, it took away our freedoms. Yes. And uh, if it's if if it's Patriot Act, if it was the NSA growing into a higher uh, getting bigger and larger if people the the way that the airlines do their CERT TSA um, so much stuff was stolen from us on that day and we almost kind of forget about it you know and it kind of it still bothers me and you know because of 911 when I got out of the service you know I started to look at the foreign policy of the United States and um, it's kind of where we are is exactly what you would think the foreign policy that the United States has. Um, we we do a lot of things that make no sense. We we uh, fund sometimes enemies that we shouldn't. But you know, I don't know what what the correct answer is. You know, well I do know. I think I would have better answers than what some of the. Guys that go to college and you know all that stuff. Is, hey, hey, now. <laughs>
1: uh, but I, I don't know. I
0: still I still have that uh, an underlying disgruntledness towards our government in the aspect of I seen friends and families and things of that nature uh, get get punished and then they died or they lose. Limbs or whatever the case might be, and it's all under this facade of protecting you or security, yeah. you know. Uh, and now, if you look at the where we are now,
1: twenty years later,
0: twenty years later, we've got things taken away. And what are we doing? What are we doing? We're we got to protect you. So just take the vaccine. Nothing else. Nothing else. Just just take the vaccine and you'll be fine, you know. And it all correlates together because, to me, it's like, well, why aren't we focusing on uh, protecting ourselves, you know, properly? So so let, let's just go back to 9-11. Were you in okay. the service at that point?
1: Yes, I was. I was stationed on the John F. Kennedy, which is CV67. She is now DCOM, and I'm not sure if she's still a museum or if she is now, like, literally... For scrap metal or something like that I don't know the actual history of if because at one time the John F. Kennedy was going to become a museum and stuff like that and they were reaching out to the shipmates that were stationed on her to uh be like a tour guide kind of like what we have in Los Angeles and um different parts of Maine I think Maine has a ship there um, mm-hmm. uh, when it's decom that you can go on and do tours and, you know, buy little souvenirs right. and stuff like that and hear sailors and their stories about all this other stuff. But a, a lot of things about nine eleven, which is really interesting to me is, um, being stationed on the ship, I was literally not even about a hundred miles away from New York when all of this chaos broke out and... To this day, I don't even know how um, everything was on shore. I just can speak from my experience that I was on a ship out in the sea. And a lot of this stuff that is coming out and uh, Biden, who is our president now, which is our 46th president, wants to actually unclassify some more documentation about September 11, which I think is really interesting because it's trying to maybe distract us from what is happening in Afghanistan. But I feel like in American history, we as Americans and the government, we'll put both of them in the same basket, we always had to have a monster or something to fear. We could never be just living in the United States and not fearing anything. Like in the 1909, we had the monopoly system being set up and President Franklin, Franklin, no, excuse me, Theodore uh, Roosevelt was breaking up the monopoly system. And in their time, a lot of people were against uh, Roosevelt for trying to do this. He also stopped the child labor. So throughout history, um, I love history. um, There's just a lot of things that, you know, have happened. But in 9/11, I just I don't understand um, why it actually had to happen, and I feel that through history, especially the Democratic Party, they love war. And yet, when I was in the war, I never had anybody that was a Democrat like with me. You know, um, the senators that would come on our ship they were Republicans, or they were conservatives and are constitutionalist. And um, I never had anybody come other, you know, we had McCain, we had all these other, you know, Republicans coming on board and stuff like that. And I told Brian a story about uh, McCain. <laughs> we're not big fans of him, but Brian, maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for Brian. But one thing was September 11th happened in the morning. And uh, I was uh, in like the actual TV living like community area. And uh, I was waiting for my partner to arm up and start our shift. And what happened was um, I was just sitting there, you know, I had no idea what was happening, and we actually had news on, which is funny because uh, we don't normally have news. We normally just have movies and no live TV, nothing like that. And so it was kind of a treat, but yet not in the aspect that uh, we knew what was actually going on. Um, We were watching, I I can't even remember this, Brian, we were watching Die Hard, uh, literally the day before September 11th. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a thing um, that happens in August that is called Fleet Week, and it was uh, Fleet Week just happened. And the ship that I was stationed on, the John F. Kennedy, was going back down to Florida, and we never made it back to Florida because September 11th happened. So, we are, you know, Fleet Week is a moment that the community outreaches to the Navy, and the Navy does the same. We allow civilians and just regular community citizens come on board, take a tour of our ship. We play games with other um, countries that are attached to um, our fleet or our fleet group. And I think we had Japan with us and the Germans, and I think we had another one, but I can't remember because that was like 20 years ago. So it was um, a good happy time in the aspect before September 11th. Um, I was just, I don't know, have you ever read the book Pale Horse by um, William Cooper or Bill Cooper? No. Okay, I got to get you that book. Um, I got to read it first though. But what happened was um, September 11th was predicted Uh, a long time and I don't know if you ever watched some of the movies that they produce after September 11th saying look We have been told about September 11th way before it even happened like it was on the Simpsons And it was like like on our money if you've uh, folded the new $5 $10 $100 and $50 bills and 20s you can see the tower being hit um, if you fold it in like a some kind of diamond shape way, you can look that up online, by the way. And um, there was just a lot of uh, people having their own thoughts that, oh yeah, September was going to happen, da, da da da. But we do seem to forget that the Japanese did bomb Pearl Harbor, and they were acting like September 11th was the first time that we've ever experienced um, foreign uh, de- foreign um, terrorism. And it was really interesting because every, the generation that experienced Pearl Harbor, is they weren't dead, but they were getting older, you know. And then now I'm older. I experienced September 11th. So it's like every generation has experienced something. Now, Bill Clinton, when he was in office, there was a bombing at, I forgot what embassy that was. No, like, yeah, it
0: was in Oklahoma Louis- City.
1: Okay, but what, wasn't it like a state building? or? Yeah, it was like
0: a social security building. But if you... There's a documentary, and I cannot remember what the documentary's talking... What, what it's called. But there's a lot of even... If you want to go down a rabbit hole, you can go down a rabbit hole of Oklahoma City bombing that not just uh, Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols and the other... I think there, was, there might have been one more person, but I know of them too... But if you really want to go down that it points that maybe they're not the only ones involved. Maybe they were patsies or something to that nature. Very similar to John F. Kennedy. <laughs> yep, that's
1: what I was just gonna and,
0: say. And um, Lee Harvey Lee Harvey Oswald, because if you really look at that one, it doesn't. You it, it, nothing adds up. I'm not saying that Oswald couldn't have took two shots because there's some people that says he can't, could. Uh, there's other people that says he can't. But when you look at just so much stuff, did not add up, mm-hmm. and you can find that with Jesse Ventura, and I, I like Jesse Ventura, Danny um, Seal veteran, yeah, mm-hmm. and he got screwed over by Chris Kyle, uh, when Chris Kyle came came out and claimed that he punched Jesse Ventura out, it was a it was, it was a straight up lie, mm-hmm. and that was a big thing. But I, let's go back real quick. But okay. if you look at the John uh, that. Oswald, everything like from him going and he supposedly shot a police as he ran out of the building. Well, the people that saw him walk out of the building, he was very calm. Yes. Like everything was fine. Yes. He walks down the thing. He, um, the police that got shot, the policeman that got shot, the it was like the wrong type of bullet that mm-hmm. was, uh, uh, that shot the cop. But of course, Oswald supposedly did it. Uh, and then he went into the theater through the back door, and as they said, okay. if you got to figure the president just been assassinated, he was just shot. They're going to send all, this police officers, all these police officers to a movie theater for someone who just snuck into a movie. You, you know, yeah. that's the last thing on their really on their radar.
1: Well, there is some evidence that came out probably almost a year ago, I think now, about the John F. Kennedy assassination. President John F. Kennedy uh, had back issues, and he was in a harness when he was sitting in the um, open, open car that he had. I want to say it was a Cadillac, but I can't remember if it was a Cadillac or not. I have a Cadillac, so I like to say everybody has one too. But uh, as the president... Um, why he wasn't um, able to, like, get down, right, was the fact that he was in a brace. Um, And the brace basically made him sit up straight, right? And I don't know if you've ever worn one, Brian, but I've worn a corset quite a few times in my lifetime, and they're not flexible. And that was the whole point, because it shapes you right it supports your back it can actually move your muscles and then some braces are actually for people that um uh if you're overweight um and you feel like your organs are moving right
0: right
1: you can put a brace on to stabilize all of your organs so they're not shifting as you walk and stuff like that, right? Because some people get tummy aches or aches in their body and they don't understand, right? Now I'm getting off course here. And they put this brace on, right? And it stabilizes everything that's in there. So it actually, um, it's really, it's really cool. Um, I think that was on, um, oh, what was it, Brian? It was a show. I don't know if it was Dr. Brigman. Um, he's uh, a, doc- a chiropractor, a doctor in Huntington Beach, California. This man is phenomenal. He, please check him online as well. And uh, he has videos that, that will talk specifically about your body and stuff like that. But uh, when President Kennedy was assassinated, he was actually wearing a back brace, which allowed him to be more of a target in the aspect because he couldn't move. He couldn't flex. Right. And um, I don't know if that would have made the bullet zigzag and hit, you know, his other secret service in front of him and all this other stuff. Right. I don't know. Um, but I do know that um, shooting a weapon for fun gives you endorphins. Right. Shooting a weapon for food and hunting and stuff like that also does another thing to your mindset, but actually setting up to take somebody's life, you got to think of the mentality for that as well. It's going to be way different. And, um, but I want to go back to nine 11. So I was on the John F. Kennedy and, uh, I was getting on duty, uh, for my shift. I was, um, I My job for that day was to work with the actual um, personnel that was in the brig. Mm -hmm. And that's all I can say without (laughs) doing anything else. So I I had a specialty job for that day. And um, I remember the CO coming on uh, before the CO which is the commanding officer of the ship, um, kind of like the president of the United States. The CO is in charge of everything and every aspect of the ship, and all of us sailors on it. So what happened, Brian, was... Um, we were watching the news, and we saw the first... No, we did not see the first tower fall. We saw the second tower hit. And we had no idea what was going on, right? And... Um, on that news clip, they also showed the third building going down, and the guy that owned that building said that that building was detonated to, or designated to come down with uh, explosives. Cause no, I don't not... think
0: he ever said that. I think yes, no, it was. It was no. on.
1: Well, I'll tell you where I found it. Um, Alex Jones did a movie called End. It's in a green DVD. It's in something. Um, I'll look it up on my phone in a minute. But um, the actual guy that owned that building Uh had all the paperwork from the city to demolish the building, and and he he still did it.
0: Hey, there was a lot of stuff. I think his name was Larry Silverstein, and uh, there was a lot of stuff. I mean, he had insurance out on the building, or he took it out a week or two before, uh, he was told. Oh no no
1: that's from the building. He was. No 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 I'm not talking about that. No 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 I'm no. talking about the third building. I know what
0: you're talking. No okay. no no that's the third building. World Trade Seven. World Trade Center Seven. That's what you're talking about. No. That's the third building. No. How many buildings do you think were came okay. down?
1: So there. Okay. You so have
0: World Trade Center One and Two. Yes. Or I guess that's what they were called.
1: Okay. Now I'm talking about a old building that was being condemned. And they they were, it was being set up to be demolished that day. And actually around that time in the morning. So um, he comes on the news and stuff. Like, when I say news, I mean he was sitting down talking to somebody, like an interview. Kind of like how we're sitting now. So he said yes. Um, And they allowed, you know, his building, Right yeah. Well, I think it was just like nine stories. It was a small building, right? Compared to the uh the actual towers. So anyway, so he's talking to this lady getting interviewed. And uh he was like, "Yes, please look at my uh building and how it fell versus how the towers fell." They fell identically. So right there and then when I got back uh I was literally I think that film came out in 2009 or 2007. I can't remember when that film came out, about September 11th. And um, I looked at, you know, because I love the research that a lot of people do and all the different peoples that were involved indirectly versus directly involved. Because I did not know till this day, I did not know, right? Well, I know now, obviously. But Rudy Giuliani made money i did not even know that and according to this film um okay i'm gonna let brian talk because i gotta look up this film
0: yeah but i mean you know that's just the thing i mean when it comes to rudy giuliani making money uh that's really no shock i mean look at uh al gore he's going around preaching about uh
1: Climate change. Climate
0: change, and he's becoming richer and richer. A lot of people do that. Uh, they fly on their private jets. They tell us not to run air conditioning in our house. Or you can be the Dick Cheney's. Of, and Donald Rumsfeld, who the day before said that, you know, a thousand a trillion dollars was missing in the budget of the Pentagon. And then, okay. uh, you know, the Pentagon... Gets hit, and then, of course, it's in the accounting office. So, And no one worries about the trillion dollars that they lost. But that's a whole other story. But go ahead now.
1: So, thank you, Brian. Mm-hmm. So, the Alex Jones film that I'm speaking of was uh, produced and made and manufactured in 2007. And you can actually still find it on YouTube, which is really interesting. And it's called The End Game. And when I was watching that, I was just, like, mind blown. But there's also another film that Alex Jones made, and um, I I don't think it was The Master of Terror, but it doesn't tell me when that Master of Terror came out. Um, Okay, so I did like Endgame. That was really good. But there was another one. Not Matrix of Evil. That was 2003. Um... The Illuminati in Hollywood exposed, um, that was another one, but that's not the one I'm specifically looking for. But Alex Jones uh, breaks down all different interviews, and he puts it all into a documentary film that just blew my mind, because a lot of stuff, um, well, my background is investigating, and... I do a lot of things from a different realm and I look at different things as well. And it's kind of weird because like Alex Jones, he says he's not military trained or anything like that, but his strategies and how he dissects things, how he he puts things in like, I'm, I'm making this part up. I don't know if he uses folders and files and stuff like that, but the way he puts things together, it's like he must have a filing system that is so top notch that he can remember things off of like, oh, that was article in 2003, this article was in 2001. I'm like, dude, I'm really intelligent and I can remember things like that, but he takes it to a whole different level. But 9-11 is something that I experienced, I know where I was, and to know, like so many years later, right? When I was in uh, Los Angeles County, and we were, we were actually, you know, putting out reefs in the water in L.A. to, to you know, say, these are the firemen, these are the um, firemen, these are the police officers and stuff like that, right? And a lot of things was we said, everybody said, we will not forget this. We will not forget this, right? Then um, I don't know if you watch Salty Cracker, but Salty Cracker has this... Kid being interviewed that is now 21 or 22 years old, and he's in college, right? And he just basically said, Oh, it's just something that happened, we can move on and you know, grow from it. Yeah. And it's just like, What in this, Sam, is being taught in school? Holy moly! Because, no, America. This wasn't just something that just happened by some bad people like that Congresswoman said um, in Minnesota. Uh, This was a life changing, mentality changing. We stopped everything. America came together for prayer, praying. We gave so many things. Um, about, um, like foods and then we rescuing people, bringing them into different kind of shelters, different kind of housing and all this stuff, because, uh, a lot of people lost their homes and everything because the peoples that pass away in the tower was the actual people that were ahead of the household. Right. In New York is just like Los Angeles, just like Chicago, just like Miami, just like all these ma- massive cities. They are so overpriced. That you cannot stay there. I mean, you have to get up and move if you lose, like, the breadwinner of the house. And the other thing that really gets me is that as America right now, there is a few, not a lot of Americans, but a few Americans that will hold sexuality, esteem for anything over... Health and that to me just gets me every single time. Brian, health is so important in the aspect these people breathed in thousands upon thousands of breaths of asbestos, of uh, dust, of dirt, of particles, and stuff like that. That now, the 20 years, half of those people that rescued everybody from New York are dead they cannot say their stories anymore and i don't know if you know anything about john stewart but john stewart was trying to you know stand up for these people saying hey congress has excuse me not congress but the government has let uh the firemen down i mean these people do not they cannot breathe and uh me being an older person i have asthma in my later years and I can only tell you, I probably know exactly how I got it, being stationed on a ship that was infested with asbestos and all that other yummy stuff. But it was like the fact that people that are 20 years old now that were infants or maybe not even born yet just think it was, oh, it was something bad that just happened. And it was like people have lung problems, people have kidney failures, people had uh, liver transplants. People had to have heart transplants. People had to have so, I mean medical to take care of the firemen and the paramedics because we don't even think about the paramedics. Right. You know and it was just I don't, when debris is flown, like like I, I could go into Brian's house and um, let's just take some of the, the stuffing from the attic and if I blew it in your face, you know it has fiberglass in it. And you're breathing that, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know what the effects are until later down on the road. And it just mind boggles me, Brian, that September 11th, there was debris for miles. in not just Manhattan, all over New York. And it was covered in ashes. And because it's like there was fires, you know? Right. And... All the debris was on fire, right? And the people, like, when I, when I uh, saw the Alex Jones film, documentary film, that the uh, ferry boats pulled right up as close as they could get to Manhattan, loaded up everybody they could, and brought them out of the city. And uh, some people were making fun of that. Oh, they had to go to New Jersey. This is the only time they would ever be in New Jersey, right? I don't know what's wrong with New Jersey. I've been there quite a few times. Nice people. I don't think there's anything wrong, but it was crazy, Brian. Because yes, it's 20 years. Um, this started the war um, in Afghanistan. Um, president Bush was president then, and he was visiting, or on his like schedule, uh, elementary school, and it was told to him that the United States was being attacked prior to going to the elementary school. No, don't
0: was in the elementary school. No,
1: it was prior. You gotta watch the film. And then, um, from there, I should just give you, I have an extra DVD, I'll give it to you. Um, then, they didn't know how severe the attack was. The Secret Service told uh, President Bush uh, Jr. that we were attacked in New York. So, but they didn't know what happened, right? Then he goes into the actual school and they're saying these vocabulary words that are really cringing, right? But I don't know if that was conspiracy. I don't know if that was set up to be cringy, but it turns out to be very cringy uh, things they were saying about steel melting um, and all this, like, all this weird stuff, right? And um, so, when you see President Bush Jr. sitting in the chair with his leg crossed and um, that's when the Secret Service comes behind him and says the towers have fallen and now he knew what was happening right and, or very specifically he knew and he just sat there for 10 minutes and everybody under the sun says oh I wouldn't have done that da-da-da-da-da. I don't know I don't know how I would have even processed that information, but see, if I was told prior going to the elementary school that we were under attack, I would have canceled that right away and gone back to D.C. and back to the White House to see or wherever they set up to tell the um, intelligence briefings or whatever, right? I would have done that, right? And uh, it it was so crazy. But what would you do if you were a president and somebody just told you something like that?
0: Well, if you got told in the room... You know, everyone wants to act like he uh, should have jumped up and ran out of there, like the room was on fire. Um, But, uh, no, I think what... I mean, the way he acted, I mean, you got to stay calm in situations. Now, had he known about... uh, him getting told there was a plane that hit the building. Had he not known what was going on, I assume he didn't. Uh, but uh, be here or there when he if he when he gets told the second plane gets told that has hit the building. I'm surprised the Secret Service hadn't just told him that you're not going to stay here. You got to go on and wrap this up now. Yeah. That just out of safety, you know. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't just go on and call it on his behalf
1: but see then that also okay so if we're being attacked right my mind this, uh, but I am not a secret service like Dan Bongino I am a sailor that has a lot of law enforcement background so that's where I'm coming from investigation background as well so when I saw that right my thing was wouldn't you want to protect the president right Right. And wouldn't you want him the leader of the free world to be put in, in in area of safety? Yes, I'm not saying the school was not unsafe or the teachers were unsafe. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is my mentality would be get the most high official in the whole entire land um secluded, I guess is a good word and el- eliminate any distractions and just focus on his personal safety. Right. That's what I would think. That's why, like when you said, I thought they would grab him out and walk away or whatnot, right? But in my mind, I, I just feel like... Um, I I am not a Secret Service person. So I don't know the protocols per se... I guess I can uh, research that. But the thing in my mind was... Um, everything is, is being wackadoodled right now and I need to have the president in a safe place so he can make decisions but see when I hear like that he just sat there and I saw the videos because you gotta remember I had to see the videos because I was active duty military so I had no idea what was happening only on my ship but this is something I wanted to share with you Brian very much so okay So, being stationed on the John F. Kennedy, hearing the news, the commanding officer, which is the captain, um, came on the 1MC, which is a microphone system that you can hear throughout the whole entire ship. That means engine rooms all the way up to the satellites, rooms and er everything in between, right? So the highest and lowest point of the ship. So the CO comes on and says that we are in general quarters. We're heading up to New York. Cannot tell you any more at this time until we get direct orders. I will tell you what I know when I know it. And my CO, I really firmly believe to this day that he meant those words. You know, we're coming together. We're heading up to New York right immediately now. We're being attacked. We don't know who is attacking us. And that, to me, was a very crucial thing. Wouldn't you want your ships to know what was happening directly? Or was our CEO protecting us? I don't know to this day. I don't know what's going on in my CEO's mind. I just know that he was a great man, and I have a lot of respect and admiration for him. So during uh, a ship, there's a thing called um, General Quarters. I'm going to let Brian explain what General Quarters is.
0: Well, that's just us getting into, well, like, we would go to the mess decks. Like, we'd all meet, and then we'd start breaking down into our different groups for whatever the fire drill was or flooding drill or whatever. You know, that's what we would do on on the
1: sub. Okay. So, on John F. Kennedy, which is an aircraft carrier, we have um, doors, and we have everything that is opened which is a door. like some of the doors are like vault looking. Like when you see at a bank those big vault doors, well, us Navy people, we got those too. And we would have to literally lock down every single hatch, which is a door, down. And there's a thing called, um, what was it? Ex- what was it? Um, Zulu? Okay, so General Quarters, they give you um, lockdown everything, Zulu or something like that. And uh, what you basically do is shut down everything. And you have people literally in certain areas ready for combat. We are getting ready to take on something that we don't have all the information on. So General Quarters should have been called on the uss coal but we didn't know what that situation i want to talk about that one day uss coal bombing um a lot of good friends on that ship but um so we went to general quarters i'm back to the carrier now and uh people that i just broke up fights with not even 10 hours prior to this right were working side by side People that had the Muslim faith versus the Christian faith versus sexuality, anything. All of that was out the window. We worked as one. It was absolutely the most amazing thing to see. I don't like you because you're white. I don't like you because you're fat. I don't like you because you're a first class. I don't like you because uh, you eat slow. I don't like you because you snore, right? All of those I don't like and I hate you, right? Gone out the window. It was so amazing in that one aspect that we did our job, we were well trained, and it almost was like second nature. But before September 11th happened, Brian, my ship, we did drills. And I'm not sure if submarines do drills or not, but we did drills like all the way up to September 11th for almost a month and now that I'm older and now that I've seen so many documentary films and read so many documentation did we know did we know something was going to happen because when I was deployed before we did maybe 4 or 5 general quarters drills kind of thing versus when I was deployed for the second time we did like 12 in one month that's a lot of drills.
0: I don't know so much if we knew, if more or less some people knew something was, might be around the corner mm-hmm. and they just didn't do anything. That's what the rumor is. That's the conspiracy theory on Pearl Harbor. Was Everyone always says that the Japanese were radio silent, but they weren't. They were talking throughout the entire time and the only way to bring america into the war was for us to be attacked so in turn they allowed an admiral who was the, the uh of the base to allow that base to be attacked and then in turn they punished him for allowing that to take place even though they made sure that whatever the however he was not, it was not known it was he he was not warned uh, things of that nature. I'm. I mean, I think there's possibilities to that. If you look at the military-industrial complex, which we've got going on, um, that we were warned about, and they need us at a perpetual war. The news media wants us there because it's good for ratings. The Republicans want us there. They want it. Uh, the Democrats want us there. So. Um, And if you don't want to be at war, you're going to be ran out of there. All you have to do is look at Tulsi Gabbard. Um, She was, you know, she was probably the best pick out of the Democrats, but they went with Joe Biden.
1: She was a senator for Hawaii, right? No, she was a congresswoman. Congresswoman Mm -hmm. for Hawaii.
0: And then you had like, or if you have like a Rand Paul, well, Ron Paul is better than Rand, but... uh,
1: to some people, okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> That's just well, Brian's opinion.
0: My, <laughs> I would rather take Ron over Rand. Rand's fine; he's okay, but um, Ron definitely brought me to the libertarian movement, and I was glad for that yeah. because what in 2008 what you had was a John McCain who wants to be a war look. George Bush went into uh, Afghanistan. Which was fine because the whole idea was to find Bin Laden. Well, when they found Bin Laden, according to some, is he was over in Bore Bore instead of going in and getting him, they but, told him to wait, stand down. But they before, told,
1: before I gotta interrupt Brian, okay, because Brian knows his stuff. What I gotta tell everyone that may or may not know, um, the CIA basically ran. Uh, Osama Bin Laden. He was a CIA personnel. He was trained in the United States, Osama Bin Laden. He was not some radical, rebel, demonic, all that we... That is the propaganda that was ran for the Americans to be brainwashed to think that this is a really bad guy. But in reality, we have... I don't know about Brian, but I love reading like the CIA papers and stuff like that. Right. And the CIA has done this in Venezuela. The CIA done this in Honduras. The CIA has done putting people that they can control right in these places. And then when you look at these places and then you have a president, which I absolutely love 112% president 45, um, went in there and said that these places are, I'm sorry to cuss, but I'm going to use his words, um, a shithole. And it's like, yes, these places are really bad and horrifying and stuff like that. And I've traveled to a lot of third world places. And it's crazy because they have all these things that they, like, they could be so much better, right? And it's like a lot of these countries, especially the ones I was stationed in, versus the ones that we hit port versus the ones that I did investigations in and all this other stuff, right? And like one place that really hurts me the most is Cuba. Um, Cuba is a beautiful island. It is filled with people that have such talent and love for life that is fed up Sick of the dictatorship. Sick of this. Sick of that. And all that, right? But like, what I wanted—I don't want to get into Cuba because I can talk about that like all day, Brian. But the thing that I really wanted to stress was that Osama bin Laden was trained and was an operative of the CIA, Central Intelligence Agency.
0: Well, look, he was trained by them. That, but, but the, that whole group was trained to fight the Russians. And then, but but going back is we had him surrounded. We could have went in. We could have been, we would have, mission would have been accomplished because that's why we were there. We weren't there to the nation builds, But what happened? They, they they pulled him down. They told him to stand down. Then we go into Iraq for some reason. Now, the idea, now with the papers getting declassified just the other day by President Joe Biden, um, yes. it showed Saudi Arabia, which this is not a shock because most of the hijackers were Saudi Arabians. And I don't have no... It, once again, it goes back to what I said. I've said it time and time again. I've been so many places, and i met so many people. For the most part, the people are good. The, it's the yeah. government, like even the United States government that needs to be... It, when when you're just focusing on sitting down, eat breaking bread with someone, or drinking with them, and it's a it's a great thing, but we were in Iraq for some unknown well, for for other reasons that we should not have been. Then what do we do? We destabilize there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wesley Clark, there's a video, very famous video of him saying how he saw the paperwork, how we wanted to go into different uh, countries, and out of the seven that was listed, we were into five. We were, we're, we're right now in Somalia. No yep. one ever talks about that. But we're over there. China uh, has taken over Africa. I'm just telling you, Anyone, I, China is just as bad as the United States in the aspect of... Look, it's one thing to talk with people. It's one thing to work with people, trade, whatever. That's good stuff. But when you allow them to come in and take over, China has taken over Africa. And um, just as you said when we install people into leaders that are supposedly our friends, and then you see what happens Iran uh, they get overthrown now you get dictatorships and you get people that are really hate us and the people can't how can they stand how can they believe us that we're going to help them? Mm-hmm. you know when yeah. we turned our backs is- on to Afghanistan we uh, Mm-hmm. I mean that's what happened. We turned on these We did
1: not turn our back on Afghanistan. We told we trained the Afghanistan actual people there for quite a few years, twenty years.
0: But ten years you know? ago they knew we they couldn't stand on their own two feet. At that point we should have started taking standing down. All right. So that's do number you one. think we
1: should have had a base like we have in South Korea? No. They no. shouldn't be stationed there permanently.
0: Mm-hmm. Because I
1: feel, this is my personal opinion, um, especially because I love military history, um, I feel that we should never leave South Korea just for the aspect, what a, what will happen if North conquers the South, right? And that that's one thing. If you give somebody some confidence or you give them leeway, like Nancy freaking Pelosi, oh my gosh, what a demon. But sh- we give her so much more power than she actually needs. This woman and her husband has made over millions upon millions upon millions of dollars because of insider trading. But we can talk about that too some other day, right? But the one thing I wanted to really emphasize is that these countries that that we're occupying, what do they have that we thought it was so necessary to go to war for? And these other things that really get really gets me pumped my blood pumping is that Americans think that war is just a part of life. No. War is disgusting, it's demonic, it's evil, it's horrifying, it changes the mental Uh, in anybody's mind, any kind of trauma. And then when I hear people talk about PTSD and all this other crap, and it's just like, okay, so we just put a label on what it is, on the hurt and the pain, and it's called post-traumatic stress uh, disorder. It is not a disease, it's a disorder. And it can be totally changed, it can be healed, but anybody can have uh, post-traumatic stress If you got in a car accident and you're the only survivor, you can have PTSD, you know, everything in life. You can actually have trauma that will change your whole entire outlook on life. Now, my trauma that I totally look differently on life is probably September 11th. Because now that I'm older and now the things are getting declassified and President 45 was amazing by telling us the truth on a lot of other things, then other videos that were deleted, literally deleted from the news, Alex Jones documentary films got him. Like, I don't know. He said that there was like a whole story on how he got these uh, deleted things and stuff like that. But it was like. The news deleted reports, and that's just how the media is. Now, I had a running in with the media when I was my second year in the Navy. They said that something just happened, blase, blase, blah, I can't go in the details. Um, and then it was like, I was standing right there, and I was like, I wish I recorded it, right? Because my father said, hey, this is what happened, right? And I was like, no, I was right there. I was, like, literally two feet away from the lady that was saying all the shenanigans, right? And it was just, like, the news will be as honest as a potato is to becoming a french fry, you know? Yes, a french fry is from a potato that's cut into, like, a million pieces. And then, you know, it's just, to me, what I... Heard the lies, and then it's like you hear other people, right? Oh, this is what happened. Well, that's not what I heard. And it's like the train, like you go down like a line when you're a little kid, you have like 10 kids, and you whisper into each other's ear, right? Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you're like, Oh, this is what happened. What? We weren't even talking about apple trees, you know? The line was, um, The bird is red. And then you get at the end and it says, the apple tree is red. What? Apple tree? We were talking about bird, you know? Right. And that's how I feel like the news is. It will manipulate, it will brainwash, and I, I don't feel bad for people that are so connected to it, like it's almost like a, an umbilical cord to their brain in the TV. It's just like, you as an individual have to make up your mind. Or did you make up your mind to have somebody manipulate you, you know? And it's like, I feel like the media, the news media is almost like being in a, um, like a, a battered relationship. You're in an abusive relationship. If you feel that the news is telling you the absolutely truth 100% all the time, never go, you know, astray and stuff like that. And all for years, for 20 years, people were believing that September 11th was not an implant attack. It was something spontaneous. Then we come out saying that um, these planes could have been shot down prior to having them hit the buildings. Like they knew. And I was like, what? I didn't know that. And it's just like each year, there's a little bit of cheese, you know, given to all of us you know, to to embrace or, you know, not to take any any thought, basically. But that that's one thing that September eleventh has totally changed my mentality. I do not trust the government at all. I do not trust the WHO, I don't trust China, I don't trust a lot of things anymore because my eyes were open to the fact that I've been lied to for over 20 years and I was actually a part of September 11th. But there's so many aspects, like my father did not know when he was in Vietnam that people were protesting Vietnam. My dad didn't know that because he wasn't there, you know? And like the things that, um, in World War II, I know for a fact my grandfather didn't know that there was a million zillion undercover people in Alaska waiting to see if the Russians were going to attack us in World War II in Alaska. Because if anybody knows their history, Alaska was owned by the Russians. We purchased our, was it 50 state, I think Alaska was the last state, I want to say. Right. Um... Huh. No, I don't even remember. That's horrible. But anyway, um, so we purchased Alaska from the Russians. And the thing was, we didn't know if Russia was going to come over and attack Alaska because they knew the land, you know, because it was their land for way before ours. So they have people, and like to this day, if you go hiking in Alaska and stuff like that, and you find these weird. Things buried in the ground or you find these caves that have all this like equipment and all this other stuff it was because in World War II we thought we were going to be attacked by the Russians and I just think that's there's so many things that are happening all at the same time and we just don't you know it's not like we don't believe each other or something like that it's just that so many things in order to get the ball rolling you need about 10 people to push that ball and and there was another thing when I was learning um, when I was in school for um, one of my training things that I did in the military I'm trying to be very vague I don't want to give too many details but um, in this training that I uh, anticipated well participated is the word I want um, I had to learn that Brian, I and two other people We can all view a car accident, right? But if we're at four different points looking into what is happening, there are going to be four different stories because Brian's not going to see my angle because he's not standing at my angle. So if Brian knew the guy was texting on his phone before he got in the car accident, only Brian would have been able to see that because he was on the same side as the driver. So he could see that, right? So that's another thing that... Is your baby down here? No. Oh, so um, that was a, that's a thing that when you do investigations, there's always going to be different um, stories because there's people in different places and they're not all standing at one particular place. And even if that was so, Brian, let's say all five of us were standing in the same uh, angle where you were at, right? In all the other places, nobody was able to see anything, so we had no idea what was happening. So we would only know one, literally one point of view. And that's something that is, it's crazy because that's how September 11th is. There were so many ball players. Like um, when the Pentagon got hit, right? There's no airplane. There was no photos of an airplane ever hitting the Pentagon. None. None. There was just a big, huge dent and... Once again, uh, the people that were working there said it was an explosion. And those interviews from the actual news uh, were scratched. You can't find them. And it's just like, to me, the media really um, knows how to play this game. But I'm going to give it over to Brian because I've been talking too much. But that was my aspect on 9-11 because I didn't know until like uh, like a what, two weeks ago, maybe a week ago. I didn't even know ferries uh, got people from Manhattan and brought them to safety. I didn't even know all the boats that, you know, are in the water.
0: Right.
1: I didn't even know they went there and rescued all those people. And it wasn't just like 100 or 500. It was hundreds of thousands of people that were being rescued from the towers, from the um, paramedics, or not, not paramedics, but from the firefighters, They got them onto these boats and you see the firefighters working back and forth and all this other stuff. And it was just like, wow, that's so, that's, that's exciting. That's exciting to think out of the box because they don't have protocols because this never happened before. So that was out of the, you know, out of the box thinking. Right. And today I'm just, I'm just like, wow, that's super cool. But for that September 11th, um, that needed to happen in order for us to go to Afghanistan, and I just think that that is just so wackadoodle, disgusting.
0: Well, I would like to see war charges. I think sometimes we get we let individuals off without having any type of um, any type of repercussions, and no matter what position they sit in in government, if they've done something wrong, they need to be brought down. And be held accountable for the things that they have done with the loss of life the destruction they've brought and you know at least with the people when the people die um, they go on to a better place Mm. and then uh, but those that are left here that you know they who have mental scars who have physical scars um, they're not as lucky and then they just get treated like dirt I know that the VA does what they can uh, but there's only so much the VA can do, and these guys if they can't get, guys and gals can't get to the uh, VA, you know, I know they can go to outside organizations now, which is a good thing, but uh, still, they should. when when I bring home, if someone has to go to war, when I, they come home, they're not going to be told, ah, oh, shucks man, we we did the wrong thing, we, we went to a country that had nothing to do with, uh The the thing you went in there for, and that's what. And then then if you look at what by removing Saddam Hussein, who was a horrible guy, he wasn't a good guy, you brought the rise of Iran, you brought the rise of Syria. Then you had uh, when they removed uh, Colonel Gaddafi, you had uh, Libya going to a complete uh, tailspin. You know, it's just really really bad news. And that's the thing that I think for me. When 9-11, you know, the Vietnam veterans should have been standing there saying, you know, when they say never again, they went to a war. My dad, when he was in Vietnam, he he never talked about it. The only thing he ever said to me, he would really say it was it was a businessman's war. And I wish more Vietnam vets. And don't put on a bumper sticker that says support your troops and then continue to send them to war. What I want to see you do is vote for people that aren't going to send people to war. You you know, instead of going, oh, I support my troops It's like putting on a, I support the blue lives matter or whatever. And then you're sending the cops in to fight drug wars when you should just end the drug war, which has failed. And let them, you know, worry about murder, ID, theft. But Afghanistan was the place that we were
1: getting our drugs from.
0: I know that's a thing. But we need Vietnam veterans to be standing there going, we're not going to let that happen again. All right,
1: but I I I get what you're saying, and it's very passionate, and I admire what you're saying, but I don't know what they can do. Well, one, they don't
0: support they don't support these idiots that just say, oh, I support the vets. Oh, do you? But you continuously send them to war, you know? Oh, I support police officers, but I'm going to continue to send them into a. Drug house instead of let's no, no th- I th- that's you... the exact same thing you know so
1: okay so we just had a president uh, President Trump that did not start any war and once again nobody gives credit to that president he President Trump went to military school he was trained the, about the history of war about you know all of the uh, items to go to war how that is right. Now, this is the first president that, in my lifetime that has never experienced trauma of war in like his immediate family that I know of. I don't know if his father uh, was World War II or Vietnam or Korea conflict. I don't know. I don't remember. But I will say that we were in four years in complete peace when it came to foreign um, identities. We were not in war with Afghanistan. We were not in war. He actually ended the war in Afghanistan. And we were in the process of leaving. But we weren't going to do it in the aspect of how creepy in the White House now for President 46 is doing it. And it's just like um, when the news came out, the 13 Marines uh, perished. And is now with, hopefully with Jesus. They didn't have to die. But the leadership and in that airport or in that specific area told them to stay there. Okay, I have been a leader in the United States Navy for many years. I've owned my own businesses. I have been in a leader position basically almost my whole entire adulthood life. I would never want any person in danger and I know what the danger is. But then was the communication. How is the communication? You know, that is a huge thing. But I do know that for four years, we were not, and that was from 2017 to 2020, we were never in war. We've had some crazy things happen. I mean, we saw how France um, and all their bombings and stuff like that, and we've we seen everything. We. Um, Like, look at Australia. I mean, Jiminy Crickets. Australia is in a beautiful place. The Aborigines are amazing people. The culture was rich. Everybody seemed happy. And now, like, one person got COVID and everything is locked down. All the, you know, the freedoms are gone. People are being drug out of their house and all this other stuff. And it's just ridiculous. But the one thing that I will say is that um, I do not agree with Brian on one thing. I believe it's your choice, your body, if you want to be vaccinated, and that what you said in the beginning to get vaccinated and stuff like that. I I totally disagree. No, no, and, no. I'm and,
0: not, what, 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 I'd have to go back and hear what happened yeah, to say it.
1: Everybody get vaccinated, and I was like, no, because there's there's people. No, I
0: would never tell anyone to get vaccinated.
1: Okay, so what happened is every military personnel that has joined the military that actually went through boot camp, okay? You didn't have to to be like, you know, all the way graduated, I should say. But we had to get vaccinated. I think I got almost six or 10 shots, right? And nobody questioned it, not one person. And I was one of those people. I wanted to be a sailor since I was at the age of nine. And now that I've done my research as an adult, Now I understand why maybe my bones are the way they are, where my digestive system is, and how how much torture my body has. And I will say this for every single veteran that actually completed boot camp, okay? You do not need to get this vaccine because this vaccine of the COVID, we've already got vaccinated when we went through boot camp. For COVID. Please do your research. Do not trust my words. Do your research. In um, 1919, we had a COVID and that is why we're at 19, the number 19, because this is like the variation of how many we've already had. So in Lifetime Magazine, I have uh, my own personal copy now uh, for $2.00 at the DAV thrift store. Thank you. Right. Shout out to Charlie. <laughs> but in this news article, right? It's called Life Magazine. Um, I don't know if Life Magazine still exists or not. I think that's gone.
0: Yeah, I don't think. If they do, they just
1: special things. Think, they okay. don't do like a, just a monthly thing. So they had this big, huge article, right? And one thing that... President Trump didn't mention, or Creepy Joe, or any Dr. Fauci's, or any of the doctors, and da la la. Okay, so, they said that this was the Spanish flu, right? They said that this, this was, it killed millions upon millions upon millions, right? And I don't, the reason I'm saying this very sarcastically is because I wasn't born then, okay? But I do know how propaganda works. I do know how my manipulation works. I do know how lies, if you tell it so many times, people will start believing it. You know? Like, Uh you can tell a kid that they're worthless about maybe six or seven times, and they'll start believing it, if you are the parent. It's ridiculous. So anyway, um, so in this news article, it said that the flu, no, excuse me, that the um, whole... um, I cannot say this word, but I'm going to say it. Brian, please say it after I say it. So okay. <laughs> it sounds like I'm intelligent. The pandemic. Pandemic? Yes, I cannot say that word. Okay. See, that's why I need Brian in my life. Yeah. <laughs> he can talk, right? So anyway, thank you, Brian. Um, in 19... Well, it started in 1917. Okay, all of this uh, disease happened, right? So this is actually World War One. And then they said that the soldiers that were coming back and the Marines and everybody that was coming back from World War I infected all these Americans in the United States. That's what it said. That's not true. The vaccines were given at that time. And technically it wasn't a vaccine, it was just regular shots and stuff like that. And then from World War one we started you know working on vaccines and stuff like that right so vaccines have been in play for quite a few centuries now okay so this isn't something that's like oh brand new or whatever well hopefully people that are listening would know that right so um, in this lifetime magazine um, article it was saying that all of this they found out where it came from China. And I just thought that was really interesting. The Chinese had a lot of things to do in Spain. The Chinese did a lot of things in World War One that a lot of people just don't know about because we don't care. It's like ah, you know, it was history. Who cares, right? Well, people like me, I love history. Do you love history? Yes, yeah, ma'am. Okay, I'm gonna say Brian loves history too, and it was just so crazy to read these articles and to know that the first massive virus did come from China. Now here in 2020, the massive virus shows its face again and the origins is from Wuhan, China. And the other thing that I think is absolutely interesting is how China is a communist country, but they will not vaccinate their people. So why does Australia and Israel and all these other, now the United States, all these countries that are trying to get on board when the people that started all the shenanigans are not? And that's one thing that, you know, I feel so, like, angry, I should say is a good word, mm-hmm. but disappointed because it's like, you know, we come to a crossroads, right? Right. And the crossroad is um, now the new, new evidence are coming out and they're saying the people that are vaccinated are getting the people that are not vaccinated sick. And now it's like, oh, is that more propaganda? Or is that true? Right. So anything that comes out of Dr. Fauci's mouth, uh, you got to take with a grain of salt. Is it true? Was it not true? Because he told us in the beginning it was going to be 15 days. That's it. That's right. it. We're up to 500 in like three or 506 days of this bullshit. After well, the, over a year. Yeah, let me
0: let me just say one real quick. We've we've got a governor's race, and last night the oh, that's right, the, the uh, black. Women's Conference, I, I, I Incorporated, they, they held like a form. And, and they allowed all the candidates to speak. So uh, if it was Glenn Youngking, if it was uh, Terry McAuliffe, Princess Blanding. But for some reason they did not allow, there was an independent also running, I cannot <gasps> remember his name, no. but there was four people. But at least they let Princess speak because usually you're only going to get two but out of the three all three of them said the exact same thing and all they talk about is the vaccination vaccine 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 now once again when i was talking about the vaccine earlier that's what we're leading into the government is just wanting you to get vaccinated i'm not telling anyone to get vaccinated you need to go to your doctor you know i've been vaccinated they changed the definition to what anti-vaxxer is to being someone who's against vaccines to someone who's against vaccines and against mandatory vaccinations. I'm against mandatory vaccinations. Uh, once again, I've like I said, I've taken vaccines and I'd probably take... There's some that I might take. Who knows? But what I'm not hearing from no one, no one in government, if it's the president, if it's Fauci... You're hearing it from YouTube. You're hearing it from podcasters like Joe Rogan. But they're saying, eat healthy. Eat, you know, take vitamin D. Take a supplement. There's nothing out there where I'm seeing people come out and speak about that. And had I been seeing the Mm candidate speak last night, I wish they would have said, all right, yeah, vaccination, get through, talk to your doctor. But here's some really simple stuff to do. Go, go, go juice a lemon and some ginger and some honey and put it in some water. I do that every morning. I'll put an orange in there sometimes. I'll put an apple. You know, it's just, you juice them. If you can't eat it, make a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Take the supplements. You're hearing, go for a walk. Go for a 40-minute walk. Mm-hmm. You know, You hear nothing from nobody. All you hear is, take the vaccine, take the vaccine.
1: Okay, so there's a new one. I've got to So interrupt. in turn,
0: I would like to see these folks start doing it. We've had a year and a half, and if they care so much about the public health... Oh, then why do we know, have homeless people? Well, throw that out the window. That, that, that's not even a thing. Why aren't we sitting there saying we, we need to close down all fast food restaurants? Yes. right because mm-hmm. we got a lot of heart disease out there yeah. we've got a lot of diabetes around this country mm-hmm. why aren't we doing Preach. something about that
1: Preach. you know yeah.
0: what I'm saying yeah so if you really so care and people say, oh well you know the difference between um me have being overweight with heart disease and the covid vaccine I can cough in the air and I can get you affected you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But if I'm overweight, if I'm not paying, if I'm going to the emergency room, well, that emergency room bill comes back to me, comes back to you, then we well, wind up paying. Ha- almost so it's like credit cards. Yeah. You know, how, like you get a credit card, you have like a 23% interest rate, then you have like a 12% interest rate, then you have a really good interest rate of like 7 point something, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. And then it seems like I always get the middle one. And it's the reason I'm getting the middle one it's just because those that don't pay, mm-hmm. I'm having to pay if I don't pay off my credit card this month. Yeah. So I, I get to pay for them.
1: Yay, good
0: you time. Know. No, no, that's what really the same way with, with But then the you got to
1: think also, we just passed in Congress the uh, billions upon billions of well, no, I think it's trillion, um, infrastructure bill. So, I mean, we're just in debt to pass our eyeballs But now. But what I was going to say was, um, so the new thing that came out, And this doctor was um, chastised in Texas really bad. And then now he's a hero because he just kept saying, you know, this is how you cure COVID. And he said, preventive measures. He's like, you're going to laugh. But he's like, mouthwash. Because our mouths have so much bacteria in it. And if you stick a stupid diaper on your face... What are you breathing back into your lungs? The same bacteria that's coming out. So it's not like it's getting recycled or something like that. So when I see people wear a mask, it's just, it makes me, first I used to laugh, right? Because I never wore a mask. And I was like, if anybody has COVID, I want to come over your house so I can get it, so I can have the immunity. But see, my background is nutrition, Um, once I got out of the military, and it's like, you know, I believe in our bodies. We, we can heal ourselves. But the bacteria, like people are in the hospital because they have ammonia. And they don't understand why they have bronchitis and all this other stuff that are acting up. It's like you are covering your nose and mouth. You're breathing in. I mean, like even if you wore a, a, a face mask, just your mouth, that would be okay. Because you're still you can breathe out of your nose. But you can't breathe out of your ears. You can't breathe out of your eyes. Yes, technically you breathe out of your skin. But that's that's a whole different thing. But it's like for your lungs to be filling up, you're the one that's causing your own health issues. And to me, like when I see these people, now the thing that still gets me is seeing kids wear masks. That is so stupid and ridiculous. This, kids are at the age where they are trying to develop their immune system, right? They're trying to, they, they need the germs. They need the bacteria in order to, you know, um, basically grow up to be a strong, healthy person. And literally vaccines are just a microscope of whatever germs or virus or bacteria or whatever in, is entering your bloodstream directly, okay? So to me, I, I never got a flu shot because I thought it was stupid because why would I want to inject a disease into my bloodstream so I can get sick then I can get a better immune system afterwards? No, I don't know what's in that vaccine or that little flu shot or the jab or whatever you want to call it, right? I'd rather just get sick and then get better, but see, as a nutritionist, oh, I know what to eat. And like what you just said, lemon juice. Um, actually, it's water to actually help you. If you have like a sore throat, um, and people are like, "Oh, what do you do?" Like my, I feel like I'm getting strep throat or something like that. And it's funny because like when you when when people come see me and ask me. It's like I'm the last option, and I should be the first option uh, right next to your doctor or whatnot. But it's like pharmaceutical is taking over all doctors. Pharmaceutical companies have taken over every single hospital, and it's like we didn't have these issues in the 50s and 60s and Uh, 1900s because pharmaceutical companies were not created then so people had to go to the grandmothers or their moms and say okay my tummy aches what do you take when your tummy aches you take two tablespoons of baking soda okay the powder that comes in the orange box you put it in a cup of water hopefully that it's filtered and you drink that you stir that baking soda and instantly your heartburn your tummy ache is gone. It's just an imbalance. Every time your body aches or hurts and stuff like that, it's just an imbalance. But people don't think of things like that.
0: But see, the thing is in today's society is it's easier to say, oh, well, I, you could go do, take an hour and a half and work out, or you can... Uh, put an elastic rubber band around your stomach and you can lose all the way it's an e people are looking at it's an easier thing and then when a doctor says or a politician a leader says well this is the case um you need to be responsible for yourself they are immediately turned on that's why it really was bad sad watching the governor's race last night watching these three just talk because I would prefer them to tell me the truth and say, look, you know, if you don't, you don't have to bash the vaccine. Once again, the vaccine's fine. It's going to probably be, I don't take the flu shot myself, but there's plenty of vaccines that I've taken. If it's whooping cough or if it's the thing for like a, so I don't get a, uh, what what's it, for Lockjaw. Lock um, I can't remember the proper name, but be it here or there. Like, you know, so I don't, if I grab a rusty fence. Get stabbed with it, um, but you know it's. I would prefer to start seeing my leaders and my politicians that were, that are there to start saying what you are seeing right now is right. They are pushing through a three point five trillion dollar budget coming through, and Manchy in West Virginia is saying that it needs to be cut in half. He's, but they need all Democrats to vote for it so Kamala Harris can break the tie. And it's it's a boondoggle. It's going to sink this country, like you can't believe. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans, when they were in power, they did not do anything. They're spineless, mm-hmm. and um, they could have they could have really have made free market health care. They didn't. They stood by. Oh, it's easier to say Obama is a horrible man. Mm-hmm. That's easier to say that than say here's our plan. For eight, well, seven years they had, they could have had a devil's advocate come in and look at it and say, well, what about this? Well, what, like, right, We'll fix it. Well, what about this? They'll fix it. And then they can, they could have had the whole plan written out. So when Trump came into office or whoever the Republican was, because Obama wasn't, I mean, he wasn't like he was leaving this uh, golden paradise, you know, it was it was the Republicans were right to take it and it, Hillary Clinton was a horrible candidate. And um so whoever came in there could have easily got this bill and would have been like, okay, it's signing in and we would have had this great free market healthcare. But we don't. It's just like immigration. Immigration could be fixed.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: why not fix it? Because it's easier to you have a boogeyman. See them people down there and... uh Mexico, which I feel bad for the Mexicans, honestly, because it's not like it's nothing My but...
1: husband's Mexican. Right, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, it's not like it's nothing but Mexicans rushing across the border. It's Honduras, Guatemala, but they're all Mexican. And, you know, you've got people coming from Africa, from like uh, Ethiopia or, or Nigeria. They come here on student visa. And see, most people don't want to talk about it but a lot of people come here from work visas student visas and then they overstay that's where most of the people coming in illegally come from but all we do is talk about the border yes. you know and now I'm not saying that the border I I want to know who's here you know and because when I was up at uh, my old workplace they had uh, they were they would hire illegal aliens right which is fine if they're here to work But then they would treat them like slaves. They would work them like dogs. Now, the thing was, now I was a supervisor trainee, okay? okay? So, I was on salary. So, if I worked 50 hours, I got the same pay as if I worked 100 hours. Where with them, at least if they worked like 100 hours, they got, they went from their time, time and a half, to double time. You know, after it hits a certain hour. Mm -hmm. And... So that was good on that part, but they were treated like slaves. And the union knew about it. The boss knew about it, cause the boss was like, told the union guy, he's like, well, who are they gonna go complain to? The one guy's dad died in Guatemala, and he couldn't go back, cause if he goes back, he's he was afraid he couldn't get back in. You know, we had some. So in turn, let's have an actual honest-to-God. Thing. But what'll happen is they'll sit down. They'll tell their people what they want to hear. Oh, you want free healthcare? You want free college? You want free pre-K? You want you want cradle to grave? Mm-hmm. But they're saying, but they what they don't tell them is they can't afford it. And okay. I'm,
1: so with that, I do want to bring this up. So in the nineteen seventies and in sixties, I think it was. Um, don't quote me on. Those are two decades right there, but uh, the Cuba had over I think it was amnesty to come to the United States. I'm not sure if they were promised uh citizenship right away or a few years, but there was over I think it was 120 to 150 Cuban uh refugees were taken into Florida, and now like some parts of Florida are just Cuban immigrants. And when President Trump was in office, he stopped the um, the anchor baby kind of thing, and he stopped um, these people that are illegal to come over because, oh, my uncle lives here, so I'm gonna go here. Oh wait, my granddaughter is here, I'm going over here. You know, it was just like a chain reaction and uh that stopped and i thought that was really interesting because i i really believe that um i'm an immigrant and my husband is too and i was adopted so therefore, you know, when i see these illegal immigrants, i just get pissed off because it's like i know how hard it was for my father to get me to come over into the united states and all the stress and all the money, you know, and all this other stuff, right? And so me knowing, because he was going to let me know, um, knowing all the ways, and that was like in the 80s when I got adopted. So, to me, okay, that, that's one situation. Then, Obama uh, brought <coughs> in hundreds of thousands of Somalians coming into the United States, and they are in, I think it was Minnesota, and it's like... That that's was a huge deal because when we talk about immigrants coming into this country, it is really interesting to hear every single immigrant that comes the right way. And that's the aspect that I'm talking about. Um, they love America, they love the idea that they can start their own business, they can have a family, they're not gonna <coughs> get killed by uh, cartels, they're not going to be sex traded or that, you know, they're not gonna be oust, um and assassinated for which, you know, which whatever reason, you know mm-hmm. and to me, I think that's very interesting, Brian, because it's like um, America is a safe land and I feel that immigrants here really love it here. I love it here, but I was raised to love here. You know, there's a lot of places that um, the Middle East, a lot of parts in Africa, especially Egypt, um, homosexuality is a huge thing. You you're, you cannot be gay in these places, and when I see these gay soldiers come on uh, YouTube and they're saying all these things about martial law and all this other stuff, and it's just like, you know, why would you want to do that to your own people? Because, see, if I was active duty still, there would be no way I would want to put your mom, and I'm going to cry about it, under a martial law for anything, you know? Who would fucking want to do that to their own people? Well, in the Middle East, that's done a lot. In Africa, daily. But me being in the service and loving this country, I could not even fathom putting somebody's family in their house, take away things, you know, do something totally demonic and hurtful, you know. Uh-huh. And and just know that there's thousands upon thousands and hundreds of thousands of veterans So you're gonna come to my house and you're gonna treat me like that? There's no freaking way. But I do feel that uh, veterans are waking up. Uh, I'm so grateful to see a lot of Americans standing up. And when I see these council meetings and I see people saying, I'm not gonna wear a mask, I'm not gonna vaccinate, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do that, right? And then like two seconds later, you see this uh, Chinese lady on CNN saying that um, travel is a, what is it? It's a privilege. Right. Okay. A privilege for what? We are already free. We don't have, pri- there's no privilege. If I want to go to Tennessee or North Carolina or Kentucky, I Brian, we should be able to get in a car and go. Yeah. Let's go to Hershey park. I think if you want to
0: fly you should be able to fly.
1: Yes. So So when she came online or on the actual CNN news (coughs) saying that oh this is a privilege and stuff like that uh, there's actual laws that state that we can travel. Right. And it was uh, I want to say it was road versus um... oh I can't remember now. But it was in the 1990s, and uh, it was, I think it came about because they were so scared about AIDS, which Dr. Fauci started, and they were so scared that if I touch you, I could possibly get the HIV virus, right? And then that whole scare, I, I, I don't remember it because I was like a baby then. But I, I was told about it, and I lived through it, but, you know, it didn't affect me in that aspect. But they were saying that um, if we kissed and you had HIV, I could possibly get it through saliva. Right. If we had sexual anechoas, um, the fluids from your body leaving could come in, in into mine and infect me, and then I can give it to a baby and all this other stuff. And it was just all this drama about you know the HIV and stuff like that and it was like um they were telling people that that were infected with HIV they could not travel they had to stay and die wherever they were at kind of deal right and so um road I cannot I don't know the other part of the court case and they won so we as Americans can travel wherever we want it's already a law And this this Chinese lady on CNN just saying that, oh, if you want to travel on a train or a plane and all this other stuff, you should be vaccinated. There's no effing way. And there's also another thing that we did not discuss that we should discuss, and I kind of want to get your opinion on, is the Disabled um, Act. Uh, What is it called? Disabled um, American Disabled Act? Okay. No. American... Anyway, it is for disabled Americans. You cannot discriminate. You cannot discriminate in the aspect of um, you can't come into my restaurant because you're in a wheelchair, or you can't do this because you know you're disabled right. or something like that. There's actual laws on that. Then they come, the people like the liberals will uh, do that. Oh, well, if you're a Christian and I'm a homosexual, you have to bake me a cake. But as a Christian and a business owner, you don't have to do that because, not because of your religious choice and your religious belief of Jesus Christ, thank you so much for believing in him, but you are a business owner. You can reject anybody. That well, is your right as well, a business owner.
0: Well, I think what it, what they're talking about when sometimes they're trying to do, they try to correlate that with uh, not serving black folks from when, back in the day, if you will, back in the 50s, 60s, and stuff like that beforehand. Mm-hmm. So in turn they were trying to a, say a business, because you know, it's a law that a business has to serve anyone, pretty no, much. Yeah, when it comes to that stuff, when it comes, like, you can't put up on the door, no, only whites. You can't put up only blacks. You, you have to, it's open to the public. When it comes to the business of the gay uh the gay couple wanting the, the wedding cake that man that business was serving this couple the, they he never stopped serving them he was built he was making them the cakes he was giving them cookies he was doing whatever they ordered he it never he never rejected anything what the only thing that he ever rejected to was taking the wedding cake and putting uh writing the um the marriage, like, you know, like making it into a wedding, uh, writing the stuff on the wedding cake. So, in turn, and in turn, now you've got people that are just going there, so he will say no, so they can bring up a frivolous lawsuit. So, in turn, it makes the entire community look bad. But yeah, I think there is a law where you cannot discriminate against, uh, uh, like, a race. I'm confident in that. But
1: homosexuality is not a race. No,
0: and I don't think you can put up on your door, homosexuals.
1: Look, you mm. you can. Yeah.
0: But you're you're. I remember gonna... remember that
1: restaurant that closed down the saying that I will charge you seventy five dollars if you want me to explain why you should wear a mask in my restaurant. And that guy went out of business, and he said on the news, he's like, well, that's all they wrote. And I was like, yeah, you cannot tell us Americans what to do. You can't do that. And if you do, that's that's the consequences, right. right? But when we talk about civil rights and stuff like that with Dr. Martin Luther King, and uh, I can't even say the other man's name. Ugh, he just disgusts Ew. me. Uh, Jesse Jackson. Oh. But anyway, you made me say his name. <laughs> okay. But anyway, all these civil rights leaders and stuff like that, back in the day, had a good, 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 good heart in how they started this. And, you know, I'm very thankful for Rosa Parks and what she did in sitting down. But see, the thing is this, like, this is how I feel. America is like Rosa Parks right now. We're tired. We are tired. We just put in all this fight to, you know, work and, and to do all this other stuff and like um, shutting down businesses, you know, um, that was a choice that people had to make. And I think it's very freaking hilarious because a lot of people, if you really understood what diseases are, you would know that a lot of diseases is actually what we eat. Right. So when uh, Wendy's, Five Guys, what was it? Dunkin' Donuts, I'm trying to think about Hardee's. Uh, Carl's Jr., all these places are still open when this massive virus was going to kill <gasps> kill us and all this other stuff. Excuse me. Um, I just think it's it's all a lie. All of this was the biggest lie and the, at the realm was Dr. Fauci. And I just, I pray every day that a sheriff, you know, if he comes through Dr. Fauci comes through your town and you're a sheriff. Just arrest that man. He has been lying for decades from the 80s. He caused such a mass hysteria about the HIV virus. I just I remember people were like, oh how do we get tested if we have HIV? And it was like, this is something that was man-made it did and, and people i remember you know, like in school oh it just popped up no one doesn't nothing just pops up you know and it was just like I, I remember how this one teacher mrs jones from um she was my fourth grade teacher and we were talking about it and it was just like she was the coolest teacher other than mr emerald which was my fifth grade teacher these are the only two teachers that stand out and uh She was like, you can hold somebody's hand if they have HIV. If you cut yourself and they cut themselves and you put both of your bloods together, that's how you can get infected. And then I was like, but I don't want babies to get it. Right. And she's like, well, the facts out for mothers, trans giving it to their child is really low, even though the blood is shared. And all the fluids and all this other stuff, right? But then what came out just not even about a month or so ago with Dr. Rand Paul, that's Ron Paul's son, right? Yeah. Okay. So Dr. Rand Paul, I don't know about his wife yet. We're still investigating on her. She invested in some uh, pharmaceutical company right before all this outbreak started. And she started investing in, I think it was uh, 2018. And I don't know if they're doing an investigation on her, but there's ties to his wife uh-huh. in pharmaceuticals. And I just, I'm just i waiting for that to come out. I don't know if it's going to or not. But anyway, I mean, we can all invest in what we want to because, once again, it's America. But because your husband is a senator, um, that's insider trading. So there's rules against that. But anyway, so Dr. Rand Paul was investigating Dr. Fauci and... All this information from what dr fauci did in the 80s is coming out like everything that he did here in uh 2020 with don't wear a mask mask won't help and then now he was like telling people you have to wear two masks even if you're vaccinated and all this other stuff right so what is the point of getting a vaccination if you're still going to have to wear a mask you know what is the point you know in all of this right And it was like, I feel like um, for the last four years, from 2016 to 2017 is when he got into office, to 2020, the pharmaceutical company wasn't able to make money, right? There was no war, so the war people couldn't make money. So in peace, you cannot make money. And I just, I'm just i just sitting there, Brian, and I'm thinking about all those shenanigans that are happening. And why is it happening so fast? Oh, are they trying to catch up from the billions and billions and billions of dollars they couldn't make when President Trump was in office? But in reality, people were making billions and billions of dollars because people were employed. Right. You know, we had, um, I don't know if you've seen the commercial um, about Virginia. I think it's our area of Virginia, southwest um wants to do a uh pipeline and they're gonna try to make it like zero carbons and stuff like that and i'm all for that you know virginia is a beautiful state i don't think a pipeline is gonna you know infringe on her beauty and if it's going to employ virginians why not? I mean, everything just sounds so
0: amazing. Pipelines are fine. Mm-hmm. The thing that I have more of an issue with is the eminent domain. A lot of times, government will come in on behalf of business and take someone's land. So, if a company want if a company wants to take their pipeline through my land, if I say no, well, then that's just they're going to have to go around my land, or they're going to have to uh, give me such a good that it's going to be hard for me to say no to. And I think that's where my biggest issue is when it comes to the pipeline. And I, Because it's straight up eminent domain. I was there in Connecticut when um, the court case of New London versus... Uh, gosh, I can't remember the name. But it was a group on the edge of uh, the Thames River and uh, they had they had several houses. There's about I know at least one lady. I think there was five or six houses. There's probably more. I'm almost confident there's more. I have to look it up. But um, in 2004, Pfizer wanted to buy. Well, before 2004, they wanted to buy them houses. They said no. The city of New London went in there and took the houses from these people. And uh, the courts ruled in favor of Pfizer. So in turn, it forced all the people out, and um, I saw that the, their local newspaper is called the Day, and I remember there was a video, and it said what has happened since. Well, Pfizer came in, they lowered all the houses, they you know bulldozed them. They have this big piece of property now that's empty field, and they moved forty five minutes down the road, and uh, so they never even put a thing on it. And I remember thinking that. That was during a uh, Republican president, George Bush, and um, senior. No, it'd be 2004, so, so it would two thousand four, so it was W, and um, you know, I you know, I don't know how the court was broke down. I guess it was pretty well. Obviously, they all voted. Well, there are a lot of them voted on behalf of the big company, and I remember that from that point on, that was one of the big issues about. Um, I understand eminent domain, but. Very, very, very few times would I ever approve of eminent M&M. domain. If I, if a city, if a state, or if a federal piece of land uh, wanted a piece of land, then they're going to have to. You don't pay them just if it's a hundred thousand dollars. You pay them triple because you want it that bad. You've got it because you you really want it. You don't. But what's happened is you know the government uses their power with the of the gun. And uh, that's the people out. But that's what happens. You know, people don't...
1: But you got to think how many people were bought out for this process to happen. Oh, yeah. And you know, when Pfizer comes in or a big company comes in, that is the number one thing. Um, I was just watching a movie uh, that they were going to shut down this manufacturing company in Minnesota. And... Uh, it was like a romantic comedy or something like that, and uh, although at the end of the film, all the employees bought out the business, right? Right. So they could make their own products, and uh, it was really cool. It was a really cool movie, um, because if you can think outside the box, it's always I always recommend that. But the one thing about um, buy-offs and pay-offs and all this other stuff... Um, I know that's going to happen anywhere, it's going to happen with anything. Um, i even seen that at the American Legion posts. you know, mm-hmm. I, I see it everywhere and it's just like, you know, what can I do for you, because down the road I might need you kind of deal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's so much that um, has definitely changed in the matter of almost a year since uh, President Trump has left office. And the the thing that really gets me and hurts me the most is that Alan uh, was one of my Marine friends. Um, He died in Afghanistan. And it's like a lot of veterans feel like, you know, oh, that's crazy. You know, does that matter or anything like that? Mm -hmm. But what really gets, gets me too is, I don't know if you heard about this story or not, but in California they were bringing back the two Marines that passed away. And uh, they put out these American flags to um, you know celebrate, you know their brothers going to you know to heaven and stuff like that, and, and um, some human being took down and like spray painted the flags and and just ripped them apart and shredded some of them and all this other stuff. And you know it's like to me, um, we can't even grieve, right? as we want to grieve and it's just like a lot of people may be under the impression this liberal uh, mentality is all over this nation and it's really gaslighting everything and stuff like that but when you come down and you look at it right Uh, my husband and I went to Lowe's and we were asking help from this guy and he didn't even want to help us He he just wants to be there to get a paycheck which I can understand right Right. You're young, you don't want to be there and stuff like that, right? Um and it was like instantly when I saw his black nail polish on his fingers, mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, we're done. We're done My husband's like, What happened? And it's just like when these these things when I see people with ten thousand different color hairs, right? Um, when I see them wearing um the Chinese flag or um the Turkish flag or anything that people have uh suppressed other people to get their power or whatnot, right? Um I just don't want to have any affiliations with you. And that's something I probably need to pray to Christ about. But it's like um there is this guy, um I really admire this little I said a little kid. He's not he's a grown man. But his name is Tyler and uh he goes to my church and uh we were in prayer study, or prayer group, and he was like, God, just give me the strength, if, I, if I'm supposed to join the military, I will, if I'm supposed to do this, and da-da-da-da, and he's like, I'm so angry, and all these people, and stuff like that, and it's just like, when it was my turn to pray, I was like, I pray that Tyler just takes three days off, no phones, no news, no technology for just three days, just three days, and um, My husband and I were leaving church on Sunday, and Tyler comes up, and he's like, I did it. I was like, you joined the military? He's like, no, three days. And I was like, how do you feel? And he's like, I feel really good. And it's like, propaganda, a human can only take so much. Right. Brainwashing, you can only take so much before you snap, right? Yeah. But in my prayer, I was like, you know, um, I don't want people to join the military thinking that they can make a change and a difference and stuff like that. And it's it's not that. Like, you need to help your own community, your own family, and stuff like that. And because I'm on the prayer team and I get to see all, you know, the prayer requests and stuff like that, it is heartbreaking to know that I go to a prominently white church. And, um, well, I don't know any other minority church, but it doesn't really that doesn't even really, you know, bother me or not, or I just want people to believe in God like I do. So what happened was, um, all these white kids are, you know, putting on their prayer card list saying that, you know, I just wish my mom would shut up or or not, you know, bully the rest of the family about her beliefs. And I wish my dad, you know, would get off, you know, the Fox news. And I wish my family wasn't so divided. And, I wish we could just sit down and eat dinner like we used to. And all these prayer requests of how, seeing how the family is being divided. and is, But going to church would never see that, you know, because the facade is we're still a family, right? But you're broken inside, right? And reading these prayers and stuff like that, and I was just thinking, Brian, holy moly, is it really... Are you telling me we got to go? No, no, no. Okay. So I was just saying that, you know holy mackerel, the family is really in jeopardy. My community is really in jeopardy. So we're doing a lot of outreaching and stuff like that. And I love working with the Habitat for Humanity and you know all these other nonprofit organizations. But the one thing that really just like if we as Americans could unplug from our technology for three days and you would gain a sensibility of You know humanity again and the aspect that you know Like if I go to Home Depot Lowe's or the supermarket and you have green hair I don't want you to help me and like the other day um, I went to another place and I was checking out and uh, I told the lady behind me. Oh, you can go in front of me Uh (laughs) Because I just don't want to deal with you know People that just don't care right and I don't say that people that have weird hair colors don't care. It's just my experience that I have that opinion. Right. I mean, when that guy from Lowe's, we're just asking, hey, do you have this tree, you know, maybe have it in the back or behind the fence? And he's like, no, I can't. I can't go back there. Okay, can you call somebody to go back there and, like, you know, help us? And it was like, I just grabbed my husband. I was like, let's go. I can't handle the black nail polish. But it was just that like, you can't... Okay, you can't do something. That's great. Thank you for telling me. But you can't ask for somebody else to help us? And then it was like... I bet he was thinking, oh my God, these stupid conservatives coming in here making me do my job. Damn, those American patriots. I hate them all. Burn them all. And then... How would
0: they know you were American patriots? Oh, because I had... a um,
1: Yeah, I had my American flag on me. <laughs> um, Old Navy used to have uh, shirts and T-shirts and stuff like that in different other companies before they got woke and broke. I love my president for saying that. That was funny. Um, they used to print a lot a lot of T-shirts, just regular T-shirts, right? And um, that's funny because to me, I was like, I always – I never knew that I always wore them. But in pictures I've seen, like, especially when I was in the service – always had one of those corny shirts from like Old Navy or I don't know where else I would buy them. But um, I just thought that was funny. And then like, um, okay, so we're going to go into fall. So I'm doing like spring or fall cleaning, I guess. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, all my jackets have flags on them and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, I did not know this. Because these clothes that I've had were like about maybe three or four years old now. so I was like I thought that was really funny I was like but that's how I feel I'm looked upon like oh that conservative lady
0: right well you know hopefully I guess in the end of the day hopefully we do remember uh, what happened on 9-11 and we remember what happened to all of our freedoms and liberties and things to that nature because if we if we keep going on the road, we're going. It's this country don't have much longer as is. Uh, we've stretched ourselves extremely thin, our debt's crushing us, and uh, it's just a matter of time before we're overtaken because of our education system. If it's uh, Whoa, if it's crazy. so much stuff, is real, I mean, the social media to the television. I mean, propaganda is out to truly, truly being taken over when all you have to really do is turn off your TV, turn off your social media, and then, you know,
1: you, be You're responsible. normal again, right? You're normal yes, again, yeah. If you're
0: responsible for yourself. You know, when I walk out of my houses every so often, I'll have a, uh, I'll forget my cell phone, and it's almost like I leave weight behind. Mm-hmm. You know, because yes. you're always constantly worrying. You know, you'll pull up, and you know, you say, "Oh, I'm not going to look at the phone." Honestly, I need to just take apps off my phone, except certain ones like the podcast, because I listen to podcasts on my phone. But anything else, just remove it, and just mm-hmm. have GPS, podcast, and cell phone, and text messaging, pictures, maybe.
1: So, um, I I got the brand new um, Max Pro iphone and right now i can tell you i don't have any uh, i have my music app napster um my bible my express vpn uh my bank odyssey rumble hulu picture this in two games And I have my church app and my EMF detector. And everything else is literally what... Like, I don't have my emails on here anymore. I don't want to have my phone be like my last phone. Right. It was like an umbilical cord. Um, I don't even have my Siri hooked up on here. So, like, when I go home, right, Mm -hmm. Um, or when I go in my car... I cannot, like, I have to look at my phone because like I can no longer like text message you back while driving, like do it verbally. Right. Because before I would be like, um, "Hey Siri, read back my text," and Siri would read it. Then at the end, would you like to send a reply? Yes. What is your reply? And then I would say, "Brian, I'm on my way" or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, at the end, okay. Uh, do you want to send it? Yes. And everything was done by voice command. Right. right. But now, I even took it a step further, Brian. Okay, so, uh, allegedly, well, actually, we don't have to say allegedly, uh, the iPhones can go into our phone at any time they want and look at our pictures and, you know, monitor us and stuff like that. Well, I was thinking one day, well, I'm just going to sign out. Mm-hmm. So, how do you know if I'm an Apple anymore? Right. If I don't use an Apple ID. And so it's, I felt even more that I'm breaking away from big tech in that aspect. Um, I do have two iPads, an iPhone, um, what is this? iMac. I, yeah, I have an iMac desktop. I have four laptops that I do my photography and my movies on. Um, I have so much technology and I literally just disconnect from most of it, right? Right. And, um, I did do, I did learn something from Alex Jones. Um, I am an old fashioned reader. I like reading physical books Mm -hmm. and paper versus reading it on here because on here, well, on a Mac, well, my Mac, I don't know about yours. Um, I can highlight and save it, screenshot it, and put it into a file. Right. So I don't have to keep scrolling or whatever. It's highlighted and all this other stuff, right? And I like that I can take a screenshot so I can save it, right? But then I sat back one day and I was like, holy shit, this is like a big cell phone. Right. And I stopped doing that, right? And I was like, no, I'm not going to get in, like so entangled. Then I took it another <laughs> step further, Brian. Because I'm really serious about this um, aspect of technology in our house, right? Uh-huh. I do not... Um, I have a ADT. Is okay,
0: that ADT. Yes. Uh-huh.
1: And I hate them. Um, when I walk up to uh, my master bedroom, always there's always lights. Like, I'm being monitored, right? But I go into my family room from my kitchen to my family room. Uh-huh. The green light comes on, and it's like... Every time I see that, I feel like we're being recorded or or monitored in some way. Then um, there was this interview with um, Snowden and him in Russia. Mm -hmm. And he was saying how, oh, yeah, ADT listens to you whenever it wants to. It doesn't have to abide by the laws of um, the American, you know, act or whatever. And um, all this other stuff. Right. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so ridiculous. Then, um, when ADT came in and they said, we cannot put a doorbell here, uh, cause there's no electrical wires, stuff like that. And he's like, but we can put a ring. And I was like, okay, I don't even have those two apps on my phone now. Wow. Cause I just like, and then like Alex Jones and Steven Crowder and Salty Cracker was like all this stuff that you have, they're actually being tracked. And then it was like, some when you set up your phone, right? Right. They ask you, "Do you, is it okay if we track your information and stuff like that? And that's supposed to be really good or whatever. And it's like, no, it's not. I, right. want, I want better. So I don't, I have a phone that I'm not signed into. And I didn't know that that was an actual option that I could sign out.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because
1: the paperwork, or paperwork the screen, you had to scroll down a couple of times, right, to get... You can sign out. Wow. And I was like, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. Say something so I can show you
0: this. Right. So, I mean, like I said, I, I just want to de- uh Okay. You just signed out. Mm-hmm. So, I just think people should disconnect sometimes, and I think you're right. People just disconnect. I think you feel better and you're, you're better off without it. So... But we've gotten so ingrained it's almost become like a little thing that we just pull out. Just you sit down in the office of a doctor's office and you go to the internet or you go to Facebook or you go to Twitter. And then you're looking at things and you're getting angry at people who says stuff that you would never get angry about. Or if you did get angry about it, you're not going to have a debate with someone you don't know on the computer screen there. Because it's going to go absolutely nowhere. So... So we've hit the two-hour mark. Do you have anything else to talk about today?
1: Yes. All right. Two minutes. All right, two minutes. Okay. Feminism Okay. in America is pull, pure bull larky. I'm trying not to cuss on Brian's podcast. Um, feminist is really making me angry Um, And any woman that is hearing or listening to this about feminism and all this all this women that look like monsters are saying, oh, we're not going to have sex, we're not going to have sex, Uh, men are bad, men are evil, and all this other stuff. I just want to say men are beautiful. I love them. Well, I love my husband. I don't love all men. But, you know, I just feel like the attack on... America, like I said, was like that car accident. Everybody can see something at different angles that you wouldn't be able to see, right? Right. And I feel like this feminist movement, oh gosh, it's all like a a psyops. It's so stupid, it doesn't even make sense. Um, I I really recommend people, like from the last podcast, marriage is awesome, um, but you got to marry the right person, you know? Some people don't know what that is. You'll figure it out, right? Right. But this, I'm not going to have sex, and I'm holding sex against men and all this stuff. There's prostitutes out there, buddy. So if you're going to say these things that are so ridiculous, a man can get laid just as quickly as a woman can. And I just feel that if you, this is your only fight, oh, I'm not going to have sex with you, then have at it. Because there's a lot of women that will say yes to a man and uh, money might be exchanged, house might be exchanged, wedding rings might be exchanged. I mean, you know, there's always something, but I just, I hate that the feminists um, in 2021, they're just retarded straight down and I'm just so disgusted in a lot of these things, but it's just like, I would never tell Julio, uh, no. In that aspect, and I would never tell another wife don't have sex with her 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 husband or anything like that. I wouldn't even tell like my girlfriends that um you know they have you know everybody has their own you know decisions to make. But uh, that was one thing that when I was in the car ride coming over, and there there were all these women like on TikTok saying yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. Do you know who Bette Mittler is? Yeah. That hag of a human being. I hope and I pray to the Lord Jesus Christ that your demonic Satanism and Satanist heart just dies with you when you go. But I will say this, this woman and, um, Melissa Alano, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Um, are saying that men are bad and men are this and this and this that is such a line of crap and then we're going to be the women that want to get married and want to have a relationship Brian you better wake up talking mm-hmm. good here yeah, wasn't it to you? so I feel like this is going to hurt the generation of women that mm-hmm. actually want to have these things because men are not going to know how to act and it's just like the other day um, this guy wanted to open my door for me and I thought that was really nice. And then I just saw the mental picture going off on his mind. Holy schmoly. If I open up the door, is she going to yell at me? And, and is she a feminist and all this other stuff? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, uh experienced that on first-hand basis. Right. But I will tell every feminist, shut the hell up. You do not speak for all womankind. Just speak for you. You know, just say... I'm not gonna have sex anymore. I'm not gonna do this. I don't believe this. It's so much better when you say "I" versus "us women," because you don't speak for me, and I just feel like, oh, I'm not gonna have sex. But so, okay, a man can move on to another woman. And like I shared with Brian earlier, there's always prostitution. You know, there's people on what is that website? Uh, I think it's called eBay. No, um, (laughs) eHarmony. I'm not trying to sell... (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm trying to sell my friend eBay. Oh, Lord. No, um, but I'm just saying, this feminist movement is all BS. It's retarded. And I just want to tell all the men out there, you're not stupid. You're not worthless. You're amazing. And there's women out there. You're going to have to look hard, though, guys. I'm telling you, finding a wife in these kind of hairy times is uh it's interesting stuff but we do exist there's women that actually do exist and want to be loved and stuff like that and i just say you know i am not down with that feminist movement and i'm not down with letting people oh uh
0: sometimes mm -hmm. movements get hijacked the tea party got hijacked by the republican party okay for instance you got feminism, I think, which is fine. I understand where the idea of feminism is. No, 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 no. I understand. For
1: some, I cannot agree with that. No, no. <laughs> no.
0: Look, like I understand the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't agree with the ink. Black Lives Matter ink. Mm-hmm. So I understand the idea. I understand the idea of feminism. I, I get what they're trying. But what happens is sometimes it gets hijacked by individuals and then they take it and they run and they go... So it's completely not what it was when it was initially started. Does that make sense? And
1: I don't believe in it in the beginning because it is trying to divide. And I don't like things that are divisive in the aspect that we're going to make one party feel ashamed of themselves no, no, versus no, another party of work queens. I am not a queen, okay? I am not royalty. I am a woman that is madly in love with her husband, and I'm hoping and praying... So do
0: you not think that there, what, these org, some organizations... We, throw, throw feminism out the window. Don't you think it get... A tea Party got hijacked. They got hijacked by the Republican Party. And in turn, the Tea Party... Fizzled out because they 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 got in bed with crooks. The <laughs> end, you know. Occupy, Occupy was a fine movement. You know what the problem was? Occupy was they they were completely there was no true no one there truly leading them. The Democrats tried to come in and, and, and hijack them, but they couldn't because they didn't know who what was going on. They got. It was almost like when they hijacked the progressives. For, they went in there to hijack progressives, like the AOCs and uh, all of them, the squad. You know, they're trying to hijack them. The problem is, they didn't know what they were dealing with, and they got beat. And now they've been infected, and now the the the, the, the progressive, Bernie Sanders style, has, has truly infected and hijacked the Democratic Party, because the Democratic Party from John Kennedy, who we initially started talking about, you know, yep. earlier, he could not become the nominee of the Democratic Party today. Mm-hmm. He could, as they always say, Ron Reagan couldn't become the Democrat or Republican Party nominee for in 1980. He votes flip around. John John Kennedy couldn't have become. You know, because you, you allowed yourself to get hijacked. So these ladies stand up and they're like, well, give me the right to vote. Give me whatever." But that
1: was like in the twenties, yeah. But but still, let's see, oh, okay. Let's let's, let's talk, talk, you, Oh, I gotta talk you, about that one, Brian. You, you I gotta go on, talk about on, Brian. On.
0: But you go back to nineteen twenty. That's where most stuff starts.
1: Okay. It but who like, gave them the
0: rights, though? It was a man. I understand that, okay. but but I'm saying, but they're out there in the streets marching for that right. Yes. Now. I'm not sitting here trying to say, oh, everything feminism does is right. I'm not saying everything. Like, I don't mind females being, as long as they're a strong female and they know what the hell they're doing, be the balls, be in that position. But if you don't know what the hell... You, I'm not just going to go, oh, well, we need a check off... When well, we need a, a woman here. We need a white guy here. We need a black guy here. We need a black woman here. I don't like that type of style anymore. But that's where we have came to. We're like, we need to just do checking off the boxes. Yeah. You know, instead of you being, being proud of who you are, you know, well, I got to... And that's what you're seeing now. Mm-hmm. With CRT and stuff. All right, I'm a, I'm the oppressor. Everyone else, if you don't have government helpers, CRT
1: is critical race theory, right?
0: So if you don't, have, if you're if you're not if you're not white, you need the government's help. And when you follow that, that that's really what it is. You need that go-
1: infuriates me. It, it's, ah! it's disgusting. Yeah,
0: because you're making every so now not only are or everyone is equal. This almost like we're we're racing through the bottom. It's like, why, instead of we used to, like, want to race to the top. Remember how it used to be the innovation? Like, oh, wow, we went to the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, we did this. Everyone's, like, wanting to race to become, I want to be Je- Now we, when Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson and all of them people... They fly. They, they took a personal rocket to up into space or to the edge of space, whatever you want to, you know. So all I guess it's a debate on how far they went up, but they went up higher than I would have wanted to go. Instead of us looking, going, "Wow, that's pretty cool, impressive," Elon Musk sent SpaceX up and all this stuff. We're we're we're, we're trashing them. So we're racing instead of racing to the top, we're racing to the bottom. And if you look over in yeah, Oregon. The governor signed that bill where it reduced the, damn, uh, like the graduating, you know, they don't have to hit the required math or reading.
1: No, mm-hmm. I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, that was
0: a couple of weeks ago.
1: What?
0: It's insane. We are, we are living in a, uh so we want, so it's, math is, out of everything, math is two plus two is 4 Mm-hmm. But no, 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 no. We can't say that because we're going to hurt. That's
1: just racist.
0: Right. We, 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 we're going to hurt their feelings. No, don't make the kids stupid. Make the kids smart. You want to edu- you, you want to lift the kids up out of the, the inner cities mm-hmm. or out of uh, the hills of West Virginia or down here in the coal mines of Southwest Virginia. Give them a good, ed- let's get them educated. Mm-hmm. The second they get educated and then say don't you don't need to run from hell. Don't hey, coal company's gone. The country's gone in that aspect. Let's bring in nuclear power. Let's let's talk about nuclear power. If it stinks then we we can shit can it, that's fine.
1: We, we already had nuclear power. No, remember that uh, in Pennsylvania?
0: Got, it got canceled. But it, like there's Yeah, th- it
1: exploded.
0: That thing explode. The,
1: you're talking about three
0: You're talking about Three Mile Island? Is that in Pennsylvania? I don't think it's in Pennsylvania, I think it's off the coast of New Jersey for some reason. Maybe if it was... It was up in that neck yes. of the woods. Okay. But look, yeah, you're going to have an accident. But you don't stop stuff. We have... The nu- the way nuclear power is now, you can use the waste to continue... It's the cleanest thing we've got.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it, 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 it runs for years. We'll be dead and rotted, and, you know, we'll be dirt... By the time Thank you for the beautiful
1: pictures here, but that's what we're but, but, but we have these fantasy
0: lands of oh, let's put up some uh, let, let, let's make uh, windmills and we'll put up uh, what, what's the thing called the sun? The um,
1: oh, uh, yes,
0: you, you know what I'm talking about the damn sun, you know, getting it from the sun, the power from the sun, oh, solar panels,
1: solar panels. So, oh, know, hold on, that's uh, the biggest crock I've ever heard in my life. Okay, solar panels is a good concept and it's a good idea, it really is. But they don't tell you that after 10 years, right? And if you do not clean the solar panels properly with this weird stuff that they produce and made tons of money off of, you're still adding that payment of solar panels to your mortgage that you're paying on the house. So let's say you were down to 29 years of mortgage payments, right? You had 33 years and now it's 29 years, right? And now what you have to do is add back to 30 years mortgage because, uh, well, let's say 36 more years to pay off your house because solar panels are not free. It goes into your mortgage company, and it's it's really a, a disgusting thing. But solar panels it was an experiment that got blown out of proportion. Yes, it does work. It does. But it's not an efficient way. And all the products that is used to actually create and build them is not; it causes just as much as debris of, of making a car. I mean, right. the the actual structures and making, and then you got to put on it's like some people put it on their roof, some people put it in their front lawns and stuff like that. And it's it's great for ten years. Then, if you're not maintaining it properly, which is allowing other people to clean it for you, right? And like the sun going and hitting. Okay, ladies, when you have a cushion or a pillow on a chair sitting out on the sun day in and day out, day in and day out for months to years, um, even decades, it will fade. Like even with your windows for the sun coming in, I I bet if you turn that curtain over, it will be pure white where the sun is headed. That's it. And it's just like the sun is very dangerous in the aspect it will um melt things. I mean it will destroy things after uh, a certain amount of time. But that solar panel, how they try to volunteer veterans, hey you want to get a job, work at solar panels, la la la, right? And I was just like, oh brother, here's another thing. That was happening in the late uh I want to say 2016, no, 2014. And 13 times. Okay. When I was in LA, they were pushing that solar panel. Oh, it's a new way of life. Blah, blah, blah. And then when I see those windmills in California that are so large, and you know, I didn't know that it was killing a lot of birds. Yeah. I didn't know that. But uh, allegedly, they don't really work that well. A lot of people, some people say they do. And I mean, like I told Brian the other day, you can find science to tell you what you want to hear. Or what you want to read and what you want to believe. And there's actual other science that is always going to be against that. I remember growing up, they said, don't eat eggs. Don't eat eggs. They're bad for your cholesterol. Blah, blah, blah. When I was my first year of the Navy, um, they were like, oh, you got to eat eggs. That's the best part. You know, uh, you get protein, you get all this other stuff, and it's really good for the body. And I just remember that. And then my mom just told me about like a couple of months ago, oh, don't eat so many bananas and all this other stuff. But it's like bananas have potassium in it, and you know my heart condition. I need potassium, right? Mm-hmm. But it was crazy. It's like each each year, each generation, something that it was always good for you then now is really bad for you and stuff like that. Right. But once again, like you said earlier, nobody will talk about fast food companies. Nobody will talk about chemicals in your, your waters and your drinks. And now I just found out through um, another uh, reading. Um, For abortions, they're using um, fetus cells for flavoring of foods. I never knew that. And I had to get another source because I'm one of those people. I got to get two sources, maybe 10 to make me feel better, right? And all of them said yes. And I am a huge Pepsi fan. I love Pepsi. I haven't drank Pepsi in probably about maybe since my sugar thing. So I stopped eating... um, chemically made sugars aspartame and all that other stuff well aspartame will cause um what is it um dementia yes and also alzheimer's but anyway um i used to love drinking pepsi that had the real sugar cane in it how like mexico still makes it to this day and i was like boy pepsi tastes different to me than when i grew up but you know your taste buds change every seven years so allegedly, I don't know if that's true anymore because you know science changes in a heartbeat. Um, so I was looking at all the list that they use stem not stem cell, but uh, abortion um, babies. Um, I don't I don't know what, how to say it, their afterparts. I guess for food flavoring, mm-hmm. Fritos, Lay's, Tated chips, all these things that are chemically. You can live without have babies in it and i was just blown away i gotta send that to you once i I find it again but i I tell you um that's one thing like alex jones taught me uh when you see something like like on your uh email or anything like that print it up right then and there so you have it right so when you have these conversations you're like oh my gosh yeah on page 12 paragraph two on the left hand side that's where it was you know Right. so that's one thing that I would have to say When, well I had to do that in college but um, really when I started um, it was my first year in culinary school I noticed I, I started printing out more things and um, anything for emails I would print them out too because I, I used to always delete all my emails but I haven't really checked my email like I used to because now I'm, I'm officially retired so it's like I have to be disciplined. And if you write me something, you got to tell me you wrote me something. Right. So I'll look at it. But yeah, so the feminist movement sucks. It's totally brainwashing. And I don't want young men uh, to feel that they're undesirable or that they're not worthy of companionship or love from a woman is bullshit. Um, I don't believe that women... Um, we get paid less and all this other stuff because um, I worked in a couple of restaurants in um, LA and um, I got paid the same amount and uh, the girl that was one of the chefs in the kitchen for uh, Night Crew she got paid $2 more than me but I just got hired So I wasn't like, oh, you're getting more money and all this other stuff, right? But I worked hours upon hours, Brian, trying to get, you know. But I guess other corporate jobs, women get paid less or something like that. But then it's like, I remember how many hours my father worked. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dad worked hours upon hours. And it's like every time he came home, he was like all drained, you know. He would take a nap, wake up for dinner. Right. And then, you know, play with my sister and me or look over our homework or whatever kind of deal. Right. Right. So it was like that. But I, I honestly feel that uh, the feminist has spread out so many lies for so many decades. And it really sucks that it is actually affecting the, the newer generation of men. And it really sucks because some of the men that I, I am mean, encountered with and I talk to on a daily basis are... A really great guy. like you, Brian, you're really a great guy. Mm-hmm. I want to punch a lady in the face. You know, just for the... I don't want any woman to say that I don't like you because you're a man. Right. And I don't think you should have any shame. I'm not saying that you do. But I just... I feel the feminist movement is a bunch of crock. It is so ridiculous. It's so lame. It's stupid and... I don't see anything other than they're trying to shove propaganda down young women's throat and brainwash young men. That's how I truly feel. Even from the 60s, I don't care if you want to wear a bra or you don't want to wear a bra. You know, the whole purpose of a bra was to help you look and feel better about your body. That's it. You right. know? And it's like um, I feel like women have their choices and all this other stuff. I don't feel the feminist movement helped any about women getting into the military, into other jobs. I don't feel that the feminists did any, like, progressive, uh, positive movements into that aspect. I don't feel that the feminists have done anything for the workplace in the aspect. um, There's just women that don't want to be computer uh, engineers, you know? There's just jobs that men love to do, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't think... um, well, my job as a chef, that's both men and women, you know? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it's a chef is just a man's job. But it is in the aspect of the restaurant industry. But then when you go to Miami and you go to these Latin areas, there's no men's chefs. They're all women. Right. But when you go to American cuisine, French cuisines, any other kind of restaurants that are outside, even the Greek ones that I went to um they're all men and i just think that's interesting because i love italian food and uh, that's one of my things that i love 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 making and that's that's just something that i think is really interesting i don't feel the feminist movement helped anything maybe to get their voice heard for voting in the 1920s because them uh the feminist party uh of women tried uh and was successful to stopping the alcohol, uh, being disrepute. Uh, disrepute. Dis- I can't even say the word now. Disrepute. I can't say the word. What's it dis- mean? Disrepute.
0: Distributing? Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: See, once again. Distrib- I needed a man to help me. Okay, ladies? Because I can't say the word. Disrepute. Distributing. <laughs> yes. okay. That one Okay. Oh, that's why I love Brian, because he knows how to talk. But anyway, um, you're worth more than that, Brian, okay? You're worth more than learning how to talk right. So anyway, uh, I don't feel that the feminist movement, in that aspect of when they did the abolishment of alcohol, how it started uh, all of this drama, people going into the cities, um, faking that they're not selling alcohol, but if you go two staircases down they're having a real party and all this other stuff and it added so much more crime and all this other stuff isn't that how um, part of like the mafia got involved and all this other stuff and the
0: Kennedys made their money through
1: bootleg and stuff like that right but it was like that's what the feminist people did and it was just like people don't understand that and they're like what that's how they're about and it's like you might be right Brian, when you say that it didn't start out that way. But it sure went sideways very quickly. Oh right. and like today when somebody says they're a feminist, I wanna punch them in the face because it's like there is there literally in my mind there is no difference in the aspect if you want to be a chef, go ahead. If I wanna be a chef, go ahead. Right. Um there is a difference though. You cannot have a baby, I can. Sorry, Brian. True. Okay. I'm sorry.
0: But everyone plays their part in making the baby, so.
1: Okay.
0: Yay! I mean, you can tell, you know, there's only been one uh, immaculate conception that I know of. So, in (laughs) turn, hey. All right, so I guess we're at the twenty-five. Let's see, we're at the two hours. You're only going to speak two minutes about feminism, and you went
1: twenty-six minutes.
0: That's all right. So, well, that's why I need
1: a man. Tell me that's the (laughs) twenty-six (laughs) minutes.
0: Well, the one thing that the feminism did, they put now females can. It looks like they're going to be able to sign up for selective services. So, just like the men, they're going to be able to enter the draft if we ever bring it back. So. Congratulations, suckers. Uh, so that is Oh, that was it. It. Oh, no, wait, oh yes, no, no, that we are done for the day. Oh. so much.
1: We to have s- a draft, I wanted to be that in-law so bad. Because these women, like, saying, oh, equality, 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 equality. That is what equality looks like. So, feminists need to shut the F up about equality. Because that is one thing That irritates me the most is that, oh, you're screaming about equality, but yet you don't want to be drafted into a war. What is that? Oh, you're, um, what was the other thing that a guy can, um, was a draft and there was something else. But I just think it's really interesting how, oh, we're screaming about equality, but then you're silent. Right. You can hear... Like, the wind blow when it comes to uh, signing females t- for drafts and stuff like that.
0: Okay, love you, Brian. Love you, guys. Hi. Right. So, that's it for this week. <laughs> we will see you next week. Please, uh, just follow us on YouTube and uh, all that good stuff. We'll have another little bumper at the end of this. So, until next week, I'm Brian. That's Chef Lee Lee, And we'll see you later.